the series that we have been in here at Bridge Women over the last couple weeks is called Say What? I've been um, getting really good at using that phrase. I don't know about you guys. I'm like walking through the day and all of a sudden I hear something and I'm like, say what? Or, you know, my daughter talks back to me and I'm like, say what, girl? Like, <laughs> um, no, this has really been a great series. And I would encourage you, if you have missed any of the teachings um, over the last couple of weeks, to go on the website, um, listen to the podcasts, and just get caught up, even if you haven't missed any. Honestly, I've been re-listening to these messages because they've been so great. They've been inspiring. They've been practical. And I feel like I'm really being equipped with tools for my life. So what we've been talking about is the lies that, of the enemy that we believe. So our verse that we've been in is in John 10.10, and what it says is this. The thief comes not, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. That's Jesus talking. Now God wants us to have abundant life. He wants our lives to thrive and to flourish and to grow and to be all that he created them to be. But there's an enemy out there, a very real enemy. And it's not an enemy that we need to be fearful of, but just an enemy that we need to be aware of. And what he wants to do is he wants to steal this abundant life that God has promised us. And the ways that he does that is by just coming in and causing chaos and causing uh, stress and wreaking havoc on our thought life. But in Romans 12, 2, it tells us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And, you know, at our last Monday night gathering, Pastor Ann talked about the fact that when our minds are renewed, our lives are transformed. And I don't know about you, but I want to live a transformed life. Now, when I read that scripture in Romans about renewing your mind, sometimes I ask myself, okay, that sounds great. But how do I do that? I don't know if any of you are like me where you like hear some good idea and you're like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Just tell me how I do that. So how do we do that? So Pastor Ann talked about how we do that. We recognize the negative thoughts, the lies that we've been believing of the enemy, and we replace them with the truth of God's word. That's what this series has been all about. So here's what we know. We have exposed who the enemy really is, okay? Jesus tells us in John chapter 8, 44, that the enemy is a liar and he's the father of lies. That is who he is. We've also exposed his purpose. His purpose is to steal, steal, still kill. That's like a hard, it's hard to say, guys. Okay, steal and to kill. Okay, go read the verse and you'll know what it says, okay? Why they shouldn't have put those words like back to back like that? They sound too similar. Okay, <laughs> to steal and to kill. Okay. Um, this abundant life that God has promised us. Now, what do lies do? Lies keep us and put us in bondage. But truth, the word of God says that the truth will set us free. So we need to get good at taking the lies of the enemy 
and taking the truth of God's word and letting that truth be the thing that reigns over these lies and squashes the lies because that is where the freedom is going to come. When we're free, that enables us to walk into this free life that God has for each and every single one of us. If you are in this room right now, you need to know that God desires for you to live a free and abundant life. And in order for us to do that, we need to get really good at knowing the truth of his words so that when the lies of the enemy come at us, we can say, say what? Yes. Say what? No, 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 no. That's a lie. That is not the truth. That is not the truth of God's word. All right? Okay. So over the last few weeks, we've talked about lies that we believe about other people, lies we believe about our circumstances, about our emotions, about relationships. There's incredible teaching on these. I'm, I'm telling you, go back and listen to the podcast if you've missed any of them. But today, we are going to look at some lies that we believe about ourselves. And we're going to shine some truth on these lies so that we can walk in that freedom that God has called us to. Amen? All right. Now, throughout this message, I'm going to ask you a question. Because here's the thing that we need to remember. We need to remember that the enemy is strategic. He's not smarter than us. He's not more capable than us. But he is very strategic. So we need to be strategic as well. We need to be women who are on guard, who are aware that there is a very real enemy out there that is trying to shoot lies at us every day. And so I'm going to ask this question a few times throughout my message. What strategic plan of action do I need to put in place in order to defeat the lies of the enemy? Okay? Because we can't just listen to these messages we can't just walk away today and say, oh, yeah, that was a good message or, you know, or any other time that we come in. We need to take action so that we can defeat the enemy. Amen? All right. So that's what we are going to do. All right. Let's pray. We all need some prayer, especially me. All right, God, I thank you so much for this day, Lord. I thank you for each and every single woman in this room, Lord. I thank you that you have a plan and that you have a purpose for her, God. And I pray that right now, Father, that ears and eyes and hearts would be open, Lord, to whatever it is that you want to say to us, God. I believe, Lord, that you want to speak something very specific to each of us individually. So I pray, God, that we would have ears to hear your word this morning, God. I thank you so much, Lord Jesus, for who you are and that your presence is in this place. And we give this morning over to you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so, okay, I'm not going to lie, I really like this. I should have listened, I should have listened to Anne. She always told me, you should use the headset. And I'm like, oh, no, I need the microphone. Okay. Anyways, you were right. I love you. <laughs> okay, so lie number one that we believe. I can't help the way that I am. Now, 
When I first started thinking on this one, I kind of thought, uh, God, I feel like that's kind of a weird one to tell people, like, maybe that's not really something that applies to a lot of people. But here's the truth, is that we all say this lie in some way, shape, or form to ourselves, probably on a daily basis. And it sounds a little something like this. I can't help it. That's just how I am. Have we ever said that? How about, oh, it's just, that's just my personality. I'm just so exhausted in life, like I can't function. How about, my family never really dealt with confrontation. So to this day, I just can't face my problems. My mother and her mother both battled severe depression and anxiety, so I guess it just runs in the family. My job is just so stressful, I can't help but be irritable with my husband and my kids when I come home. Or for all of us stay-at-home moms, my kids are just so much to deal with. I can't help but treat my husband badly when he comes home. He doesn't know the kind of day that I've had with these crazy kids. <laughs> the list can go on and on and on. You fill in the blank for yourself because we have all said this lie to ourselves in some way, shape, or form at some point in time. I know I'm guilty of this. I know so many times I have said things like, oh, well, that's my personality, I'm just like that. Okay, well, yes, we all have God-given identities and personalities, but our personalities and who we are in our past and all of that does not dictate the way that we live our lives. As I was praying through this, I feel like God really showed me that this is such a dangerous lie to settle into. Because when we believe this lie, it leaves us without hope. It leaves us saying to ourselves, well, this is how I've always been, so this is just how I'm always going to be. There's no hope in that. And you know what? That's not God. That is not God's plan for our lives, that we just remain the same. See, the enemy knows that if we believe that we can't help the way that we are, then we will never change. And then you know what? If we believe that, that means that he wins. And we'll go on living in bondage. And his plan of robbing us of the incredible, amazing, abundant life that God promised us will prevail. Here's the lie. I can't help the way that I am. But here's the truth. Yes, we all have issues. We've all got stuff. We all have a past. But yes, we can change. And yes, there is hope in the name of Jesus. There is hope. We don't have to stay the same. We do not have to go through life. Miserable unhappy, frustrated women. That sounds terrible. I can't live that kind of life. And I don't believe for one second that there's anyone in here that wants to live life like that. I love this verse in 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and behold, 
all things have become new. There's such hope in that verse. Listen, if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you are a new creation. You're not bound to your past anymore. You're not slave to circumstances or emotions or bad habits that we've created. We can be made new in Christ. Listen, when we dwell and we linger in our weaknesses, all we're doing is we are leaving more room for the enemy to just come in and whisper more and more lies. Like I said, we've all got stuff. We all have issues, okay? Nobody, is, nobody in this room, like, is just perfect, okay? Everybody's got stuff, okay? But what we need to do is we need to address the things that we're dealing with, address our weaknesses, address our struggles, and say, God, I'm going to give these things to you. God, I believe that I'm made new in you and that I don't have to be bondage, be a slave to this any longer because I am a new creation in Jesus, Galatians 5.25 says, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. Romans 6.11-14 says, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourselves to him as an instrument of righteousness. For sin shall no longer be your master because you are not under the law, but under grace. The truth, the truth is that we have a choice. We're responsible for our own choices. We can be changed by the power of God's spirit. Listen to this. Once we know and embrace the truth, we can break free from the chains of our past, our circumstances, and even deeply ingrained habits. We can change. Amen? So, what strategic plan of action do we need to take in order to be free of this lie? so that we can step in to that free, abundant life that God has called us to. Next lie that we believe is the lie of I'm not enough. Last week, as I was um, just preparing for this message and studying a little bit, I went on social, my social media pages and I just asked the question of, hey, what are some lies that as women that you believe? And just trying to gauge where women are at. And, you know, I mean, obviously, like, I know the things that, lies that I've believed and things that I've struggled with, but I just wanted to get, like, a more general picture of where women were at. And so I asked that question. And, you know, there were a lot of different responses that I got from people. But you know what? About 90% of the responses that I received from women all revolved around this lie of not being good enough, not being a good enough wife, not being a good enough mother, not being good enough at work, not being good enough at school. And you know, just of them believing that they were falling short in some sort of capacity of life, 
And I bet if we were to go around this room and we were to ask each person individually, which don't worry, we're not going to do that. That's between you and God. But I bet there would not be many people, if any at all, in this room that would say, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't struggle with that at all. And, you know, this response was a bit overwhelming because as I'm reading through um, just everyone's comments and things like that, I was just a little bit, like, blown away, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, there's so many of us that are dealing with this. And I asked God, God, why? Why do your daughters struggle with this so much? And as I was praying, I feel that God spoke two things to me. And the first thing is comparison. You know, the Bible says that comparison is a thief of joy. And it's one of the tools that the enemy uses to get our eyes off of the abundant life that Jesus promised us. Listen, God's supply of abundant life has no shortage. It's not like he used it all up on your next door neighbor and there's none left over for you. There's enough to go around. He has an endless supply. And just because he poured out his blessings on somebody else doesn't mean that there's not any left over for you and I, okay? That's a lie. That is a lie. He's your father. He loves you. He has a portion for you. You know, that person that we're comparing ourselves to that person or that group of people or whatever it is that we're compare, comparing ourselves to. They've got their own set of issues. But we have painted them in this like glorious, perfect light that, there's, that they're just perfect. And that, you know, oh, just life is just no problem, no issue for them. Remember, when we compare, we never see the full picture of the life that we're comparing to. Because oftentimes, what we're doing, I'm just gonna use social media as an example because that is a very big place of comparison. I know that there are many other avenues, but I'm gonna use that as an example today. Okay, here's how it usually goes. I'm home, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I'll take one for the team. It's the Levy girls. Okay, I'm at home. I'm scrolling through social media, and I come across Jill's post. I, there's no Jill, okay? I don't know. I don't know a Jill. Um, I come across Jill's post, and she just posted the most adorable little Thanksgiving craft that she just did with her perfect little angel children. And she displayed it on her beautifully decorated mantle. It's perfect. There's family pictures up there and delicious smelling candles. And it's all white and bright and just lovely. And at that very moment, as I'm scrolling through social media, looking at Jill's picture, I am knee deep in loads of laundry. I'm covered in my son's snot. My daughter is changing her clothes for the 20th time today. 
and I am feeling like I am just not a good enough mom. Oh, I could never do a craft like that with my kids on my beautiful mantle. My mantle is covered in dust. Oh, Jill, she's just so amazing. I bet she never has had snot on her a day in her life. Okay, this is the kind of stuff that goes on. But here's the part that I don't see, that we don't see. During this cute little art project that Jill was doing with her angel children, her son got away with the paintbrush. And he painted all over the fridge and all over her white cabinets and all over the floor. And as she was placing those cute little crafts on her perfect little mantle, her daughter was in the kitchen throwing the biggest fit of her life because it was time to clean up this cute little craft. And while Jill was pressing send, she was yelling at her kids saying, we are never painting again, ever in your life. I'm throwing out all the paint. Go to your room. That is what happens, you guys, okay? We spend all this time comparing our lives to everybody else, and what we're doing is we're comparing to a little picture in a frame. We've got to stop doing that. We have to, and I'll put myself at the front of that. We have to stop doing that. We believe a lie that we're not good enough because we're comparing ourselves to a lie. That is crazy. That's crazy. We need to stop. Comparison opens up the door for more of the enemy's lies. And it also opens up the door for jealousy. And you know what? Jealousy's roots run deep. And they wreak havoc in our lives. And before you know it, we are unhappy, negative women who are just walking around believing the lie that we're not good enough. Measuring ourselves against a standard that doesn't even exist. We need to pray that God would show us what we need to do to stop comparing ourselves to the next person and ask him to show us how to be grateful for the incredible life that he's given us. Another reason that we believe this lie is because so often our focus is on pleasing people and getting their approval rather than on pleasing God and knowing that we are already fully approved of by him. Here's the lie. The lie is that I'm not good enough, but the truth is that I'm approved of completely. Listen to these verses. I'm going to go through them fast, so they're probably not going to be on the screen, so just listen up. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. It says that in 2 Corinthians 5.21. In Galatians 4, 7, it says that you are a child of God and an heir to his kingdom. In Ephesians 1, 4, it says you're chosen. Ephesians 2, verse 6, you are seated in the heavenly places with Christ. You're a member of the family of God and you are a partaker in his promise. We could go on and on with these verses. Now I would encourage you to go and just Google verses Okay? Don't Google symptoms when you're sick, but Google the verses that you need to know about who you are and that you are approved of. You know, we're approved of, not by anything that we've done, but by the grace 
and the goodness of our Heavenly Father. We need to learn how to speak his truth over us every single day. So again, I'm going to ask you this question. What strategic plan of action do you need to put in place in order to be free of the lie that you're not good enough? This last one that I want to look at, I feel is a very big one. And it's this lie that says I'm worthless. And you know, as, as I was preparing this, I, I just was praying over this portion. And I know that there are probably some of you in here who, when you hear this lie that we're talking about of I'm worthless, maybe that doesn't fully resonate with you. Maybe you think, oh, you know what, that's not, I don't really struggle with that feeling. But you know what? We actually do probably all struggle with this in some way. Because it's not like we just all of a sudden wake up one day and say, oh, wow, I'm so worthless. It is a gradual thing that happens over time. And it happens slowly, little lie after little lie that comes in and chips away at our worth. This, this is such an epidemic in our culture today, this lie of being worthless. See, the problem is that we view ourselves in our sense of value. Our view of ourselves and our sense of value is often wrapped up in the thoughts and opinions of other people. We have elevated the voice of everyone else above the voice of God. That's a dangerous place to be. We've placed a higher value on what other people's other people think of us rather than what God, our Heavenly Father, our Creator, knows about us. This has to stop because there's a generation of people in this room, not in this room, but a generation of people that are rising up and they have no idea who they are. And you know what? That is a breeding ground for the enemy to come in and bombard us with his lies. And it needs to stop. Here's the thing about this lie. It's like I said, we, we don't just wake up all of a sudden one day and say, oh, I'm, I'm so worthless. Right? I'll say it again. There's little lies that come in, that we allow to come in, and they just take away a piece of our worth. They take away a piece of our value. They take away a piece of truth. One of the most heartbreaking things about this lie in particular is that when we believe this lie, we forget two vitally important things. We forget who we are and we forget whose we are. When we believe we're worthless, we forget that truth. Whose we are and who, who we are. Some of you may remember a couple years ago, one of my dearest friends 
in the world, Kate. She came and she spoke to us on a Monday night and she just shared her story about her daughter Paisley and the journey that they had walked through from almost the time of conception until, you know, she was about three years old. And, you know, when she was um, 13 weeks pregnant, um, she went to a doctor for just a normal checkup and they found some really devastating things. And when um, she had to, you know, continue to go back and different doctor's appointments and all this kind of thing. And, you know, every time she went to the doctor, it was negative report after negative report after negative report. There was never any life spoken over her baby. And so her and her husband, they decided, you know what? We're not standing for this anymore. We are going to let truth be the louder voice, and we're going to start speaking truth over our baby girl. And so that just really inspired Zach and I. And so we decided as parents that from a young age, we were going to speak God's truth over our children. You know, at the time when we first started doing this, we just had um, our girl, Livy. We didn't have um, our son yet. But we decided, you know what? It's not just important for her to know what we as her parents say about her. It is vitally important that she knows what her heavenly father says about her. So we decided, God, we're going to speak your truth over her. And I have a little message that I just want to share with you guys, a little bit of encouragement from my sweet baby girl. Hello, girls. You're smart and you're kind and you're very brave and very beautiful. You're loved and highly favored. You're the chosen daughter of the king and you can do all things through Jesus who gives you strength. cute. Don't let her fool you. She's spicy, spicy little girl. Listen, I'm not sharing this video with you to, so that you can be like, oh, well done, you're great parents, because the truth is that we have a lot to learn and that we're, we're learning through as we go. But here's the thing. She's my baby girl. She does not belong to the enemy. She belongs to her heavenly father, and I refuse to stand idly by and let anyone other than God speak over her life. She needs to know now who she is and whose she is, so that when the lies come, and they do come, you guys, they do come because there's a real enemy out there trying to speak to us and trying to get us to believe the lies. But when those lies come, She's going to be able to stand up and say, no, that's not what my father says about me. That is a lie. And you know what? It's not enough for us to just say that with her. We say that with her at night when she goes to bed and we say that before she goes to school. But it's not enough for us to just say those things with her. She needs to see that truth modeled through my life. Your daughters, your nieces, your sisters, your whoever is in your life, they need to see 
the truth of God's word being outworked in your own life. We've got to get good at being women who live according to the truth of God's word, of what he says about us. Truth is our weapon. The lie is that I'm worthless. But the truth is that my value is not determined by what others think of me. My value is determined by what God knows about me. I am a child of God. I'm his cherished possession and treasure. That is the truth. And that is what we have to cling to. And that is what we need to pass on to the generations coming up behind us. Isaiah 49, 16 says, See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. Ephesians 2, verse 10. We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. 1 Corinthians 6, 20. You were bought with a high price. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, that's you and me, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, abundant life, full life. Psalm 139, 13 through 18 says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. You are of matchless worth to your heavenly Father. I love this song that we sing sometimes in church and here at Bridge Women called Reckless Love. And there's a portion of this song that says this. There's no shadow you won't light up. No mountain you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down or lie you won't tear down coming after me. You are of great value to your heavenly father. And it's time for us to stop believing the lies and start declaring the truth. The truth is how we fight. The truth is how we defeat the enemy. So, again, what strategic plan of action do you need to take in order to be free from this lie? I was reading a book not that long ago by Pastor Andy Andrew. Her and her husband pastor a church in New York City, and her book is called She is Free. It's an amazing book. But there's this little passage that I felt just really kind of summed up what we're talking about here today. And it says, God wants to build our lives up tall, but he can only build as tall as the foundation is strong. Is your foundation strong? 
built on the words and ways of Jesus. You see, the lies of the enemy cannot have authority in our lives unless we choose to believe them. We have the power here, not the enemy. And we need to stop walking around like he's greater than us, like he's bigger than us, and like we are incapable women. God is on our team. He is on our side. We have the power to defeat the enemy. We don't have to choose to believe his lies. We can walk in freedom. We can walk into freedom of truth. You know, I just, I feel so strongly today to say this, to encourage all of us in this room. Can we please... Can we choose today to be women who refuse to listen to the lies? For ourselves, yes, because we want to live that life that God has promised us. But not just for ourselves, for the generations that are coming up behind us. Because you know what, I said it before, but there is such an epidemic in our world right now, and especially with our young people, and they don't know who they are. They have believed the lies of the enemy. And you know, I think it's so easy for us to sometimes say, oh, young people today, or oh, you know, whatever. But you know what? There's a very real enemy out there who is after them because he knows that God has huge plans for their lives, just like he knows that God has huge plans for your lives. So can we be the women today who refuse to stand idly by any longer and believe the lies of the enemy. Let's be the women who stand up and who pave the way and set the example for the generations to come. You know, Amber could come up here. Amber and Corey are our youth pastors, and she could come up here, and she could tell you story after story after story about girls here in our own church, under our own eyes, who are struggling with their identity, who are struggling with believing the lies of the enemy. They've believed his lies over the truth of God's word. So listen, let's show them Let's show them how to be women who walk in the truth and who don't walk around defeated and who don't walk around believing all of these lies. We have the choice and we are capable of doing this. Can we do this for ourselves, but can we also do this for them? Listen, they are our future. They're the future of our world. They're the future of our church. And they need our example. Can you decide in your heart today, God, I am no longer going to believe the lies of the enemy. I'm going to rise above that, God. I'm going to put your truth into motion. Listen, you are loved and highly favored. You're the chosen daughter of the king. You can do all things through Jesus who gives you strength. We need to tell our girls that, but not just tell them, we need to show them. 
I'm just going to pray for you. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father God, I just thank you. I thank you for this day, Lord. I thank you for this moment, Lord. God, I thank you for who you are. And Lord, right now across this room, I just pray for each and every single woman here and for the girls that are represented here. And God, I just pray that you would seal your word in our hearts today, God. Let us no longer listen to the lies of the enemy, Father, but let us be women who know that you are on our side and that your truth is what will set us free. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your truth, God. I thank you that it is a tool for us. I thank you, God, that you have given us something to fight the enemy with. I thank you, God, that we are not helpless. So, Father, right now, I pray in Jesus' name that as we leave today, God, that we would leave changed. That we would leave changed by your word, encouraged by your word, empowered by your word, Father. In Jesus' name.